What's your fantasy football podcast? Fantasy rankings, fantasy projections, fantasy news, fantasy advice, all for your fantasy team. Fantasy football This fantasy football podcast is recorded and produced by your fantasy expert, Josh Anderson. What's your fantasy, your fantasy football team? Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Josh. You're listening to What's Your Fantasy Football Podcast. I appreciate you guys listening in. It is Monday, October 21st of 2019. Um, I'm sorry I haven't gotten back to you guys recently. I've been uh, pretty busy in my world. Um, just recently got back from a vacation not too long ago. Uh, so I was out of the country for a couple days um, amongst some other other things, uh, you know, with work and whatnot. So um, I'm going to try to get back to you guys a little more often for the remainder of the season. Um, but yes, thank you for joining in on, uh, this episode of what's your fantasy football podcast. So, um, you know, it is, uh, we are almost in week eight. Um, I am actually sitting here watching the Patriots whoop up on the jets. Um, it's in the fourth quarter. And so this game is not, um, not all that entertaining, but it is football nonetheless. So here I am sitting watching it. And I thought I would, uh, I thought I'd give you guys a little bit of content, you know, as far as, you know, making some moves during, um, making some moves during your fantasy football, um, you know, season and just see, um, hopefully you guys, hopefully this information will help you guys out a little bit. Um, you know, take this all, um, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, you don't have to listen to me. Like, this is just my opinion on some of these players. Um, so you don't have to buy this stuff. If you don't buy it, no worries. This is just my take on some of these players. Um, so I'll kind of give you guys some information on, um, what I'm backing all that information up with. So, um, you know, first I really want to tell you guys, you know, kind of update you guys on some of my leagues that I'm in. Um, you know, it's kind of embarrassing that I got this fantasy football podcast going because in one particular league, um, I am one in five and I am about to be one and six. And so kind of ran into a buzzsaw in this league. This is the, the auction league that I uh, mentioned in an earlier episode. Um, honestly, just didn't have a very good draft. Um, you know, I've played the waiver wire. Okay. Um, you know, kind of missed on some players, but, you know, hit on a couple other ones. And, um, you know, one thing that I've seen in all of my leagues actually is that, uh, whoever owns Todd Gurley is not doing well in their league. So, um, you know, that at least that's what's reigning true in all the leagues that I am in. So in this particular league, didn't really want Todd Gurley, but that's the way the draft went for me. Um, you know, I felt like he was my best option at, um, you know, succeeding in that league because all the other big running backs were off the board. And so I took him, uh, spent, you know, a decent amount of my auction league money on him um, and just, just really hasn't panned out. I've had some players kind of underperform, you know, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, just to name a few. And so been a rough league for me, but some of my leagues have done pretty decent in kind of hit on some guys that. Um, I actually wasn't as high on as some of the other analysts out there, um, like Chris Godwin, just to name one, um, DJ Chark, you know, managed to snag him and so made some other, you know, made, made some good trades in some of these leagues as well. And so, um, in one league, I think I'm six and one, um, another league, I think I'm actually just, uh, three and three for the time being. And I think I'll finish another league this week, um, uh, three and four. So, um, kind of in the hunt in, in two of those leagues, um, I got kind of a stranglehold on, one of the leagues I'm in and then I'm at I'm definitely a bottom feeder in the fourth league that I mentioned first so um just a reminder though guys you know there have been moments where um you know I, I I've I've been at the bottom of my league in the bottom of the standings um never count yourself out like you may still have a chance to make it make up for it later in the second half of the season just keep that in mind we're only halfway through the season right now so unless you start your playoffs like very early um, you still have a chance to, you know, win some games, even win out for that matter. Um, just, you know, you may just have to make some moves or, you know, maybe you've just been unlucky. So, I mean, I have to admit there's one league that I'm in where I feel like I've just been kind of unlucky. I have the most points against um, by a big margin. And so, you know, just uh, continue to set your lineup. Don't give up. You know, I hate when I hear players say something to the effect of, 
oh, like I've already lost and my team's already screwed. And so that's just it. And I'm just, I give up, like, don't ever give up. Um, there was one, one year where I was literally in last place for the beginning of the year. I think it was like for three or four weeks, I was in last place. Um, and then I missed the playoffs by 30 points. If I had scored, scored 30 more points, um, then I would have made the playoffs. So just continue to like set your lineup, continue to like scour the waiver wire. Um, cause you never know when you may not be out of it, e even as, uh, as, as dim as things may seem. So, um, so speaking of that, um, I'm going to get to kind of the segments that I want to get to, uh, this particular episode. Um, so we got three segments. I got three segments for you guys. So, uh, the segments titles, um, first one I have is my favorite waiver wire pickups, uh, where I'll talk about, you know, exactly what it sounds like. I'll talk about the guys that, uh, could potentially still be out there in your league and who I think you could, um, depending on what you already have on your roster, go pick up. So uh, after that, I'll talk about players to trade for, and then we'll wrap it up with players that I think that you should trade away. So uh, without further ado, we'll go ahead and get into it. We'll talk about my favorite way of wire pickups um, in uh, this next week, in week eight. So um, <clears throat> at the top of my list, He's not necessarily my favorite waiver claim. Um, you know, I don't think you need to necessarily go crazy if you, um, you know, depending on what your league does. You know, I don't know if you're, you know, there's some leagues out there that do, um, they do a fab budget, they do uh, rolling waivers, they do different things. And so, um, you know, what I um, would recommend is, you know, if you do do a fab budget in this, you know, in your league, then you know, chances are there's probably not a whole lot of great options left out there. Um, you know, but I think one of the guys that's at the top of my list personally, that would be Robbie Anderson. And so those of you that have watched the, unless something crazy happens in this, uh, in this new England game, uh, with the new England and the New York jets, um, Robbie Anderson hasn't had a good game tonight. So, um, but I'm actually pretty encouraged by, um, by the schedule moving forward. So, um, you know, Robbie Anderson, he's only rostered in 64% of leagues. So that means he's, he's, he's available in about 35% of leagues. I think it's worth going out and, and seeing if he's there. Um, and, you know, and, and he's one of those guys I've seen, you know, in years past where, you know, I, I don't like him in season long, but it kind of seems like there are times when you can plug him into your lineup for several weeks at a time, potentially, and feel pretty decent about it. So, um, you know, I think that sometimes it, it depends on, um, you know, if there's other wide receivers out. But the guy's athletic. He's, he's a big play guy. He's fast. Uh, I mean, in this game, this, this particular game, Sam Darnold is targeting him quite a bit. He just hasn't really come down with anything because he's getting swallowed up by the Patriots defense. But moving forward, after this week, after they play the New England Patriots, he's got Jacksonville, who shouldn't scare you. He's got Miami, um, who, who's been absolutely lit up through the air. He's got the New York Giants, also have been lit up. He's got the Redskins. He has Oakland, Cincinnati in Week 13, Miami again. He's got Baltimore, Baltimore, excuse me, um, who doesn't really scare you. And then to cap off the uh, Week 16, you know, which is usually the uh, fantasy championship for most for most leagues, he's got Pittsburgh. So the schedule looks really, really nice moving forward. Um, you know, he's, he's finally got Sam Darnold back. So you got to like that. Um, you know, and so I think some people probably picked him up after he blew up in week six against Dallas. Um, and, and, you know, you never know, you, you know, even if he's not available in your league right now, he may be dropped to waivers come Wednesday morning. So I think it's worth monitoring if he's out there. Um, I would try to go get him. He's got a really, really good schedule going forward. You know, if you got some wide receivers that are on by in the next couple of weeks, I mean, I think this this is a guy that you could plug into your lineup and feel pretty good about replacing that production. So, um, you know, I got him as a, I'd say I I think I, I think I got him as a wide receiver three with some upside. So, um, I think he's a guy if you can get him, I think you should go, I think you should go get him. The schedule looks really really nice, um, and this team, if you're if you're watching the game right now, you can tell the team's not very good. I know they got they beat up on Dallas last week, but the majority of the time they're going to be behind. So. Go get him if he's out there. Uh, the next guy I um, want to talk about real quickly, and so um, I do want to preface this by saying this. 
Um, I don't necessarily follow the same waiver column rules that other analysts do. So if you listen to some of the analysts on ESPN, some of them, um, they will not make their waiver. Players will not make their waiver column if they are owned in over 50% of leagues. So I don't really follow that rule because, you know, I just like to kind of monitor what's going on in my own leagues and see who's available. And so, because my logic is if they're available in my league, then there's a decent chance they may be available in your league as well. And so I think you need to go check it out and make sure that there's, that they're not available. Okay. So if they're, if they're, if they are available, um, go pick it up depending on what your, um, what your team need is. And so, the guy I want to talk about here is Hunter Henry. And so Hunter Henry should have already been picked up in your league, but if you're playing in more of a casual league, you know, um, then he may still be available. He's only rostered in 91% of leagues, which I know 91% is a lot, but that's still 9% um, that he's, he's still available in leagues. And I say that because I think it's a lot just because the tight end position is so desolate right now. There's nobody else. There's nobody you can really stream um, if you didn't, if you didn't have a tight end, um, up until now, then you're just kind of one of those teams that's, you know, you're just kind of screwed. So, um, however, if Hunter Henry is still available in your league, you got to go get him. Um, Philip Rivers, he likes his tight ends. We've seen it before with Antonio Gates. Um, I think Philip Rivers is a smart guy and he knows that Hunter Henry can get the ball move the ball down for him on field or down the field for him. Um, he, he's a guy that likes to target his tight ends. So, um, if Hunter Henry is available in your league, I think you got to go get him. Um, I, I, I don't want to, you know, get too hot takey, but this guy, he could be a top five t- tight end for the rest of the year. So, um, so yeah, if he's available, you need to go grab him. Uh, the next player I want to talk about, um, I've really come around. Actually, it's two different players. I've really come around on these players um, in the last couple weeks, um, rather in the last week. Um, um, I was not I haven't really been a big Corey Davis believer okay okay so like Corey Davis wide receiver out of Tennessee um, has looked very in my opinion I think he looks a lot better since the Titans have made some changes and so if you follow the Titans at all then you probably have noticed that um, they have decided to sit Marcus Mariota and uh, they actually have decided to put Ryan Tannehill in and so um, a lot, a lot of people probably were looking at this, like, you know, and there may be some, uh, differing opinions on this move. I actually think this is a good move by the Titans. I don't think that Marcus Mariota is a particularly good quarterback. I think that he's got some potential, but I think overall, I don't think he's really the answer for the Titans. And so I kind of like this move by the Titans. I think that Ryan Tannehill kind of, uh, brings a little more to the passing attack, um, a guy that really has been just kind of unlucky in his career for the most part. I don't think that, you know, Ryan Tannehill doesn't have anything that really wows you. Um, I think you can throw the ball. I think you can throw the deep ball pretty well, but he's not somebody that's going to carve up defenses or, you know, and, but he's an athlete. I think that he kind of brings something a little more to this offense. I think he's kind of brought a little bit of a spark to it. So um, Corey Davis, who's only rostered in 44% of leagues, um, has a decent schedule going forward um you know there's nobody in that division that really scares me um as far as like starting wide receivers um now the jaguars um are without their top cornerback um who's just been traded to the rams uh in jalen ramsey so i uh you know there's nobody out there that's really like necessarily scaring me as far as you know top passing defenses so um in their division at least so um but yeah i like i like Corey davis right now i think that he, um, I think if he had been on, if he had been drafted to a different team, you know, we'd probably be a little bit higher on him right now. Um, but the truth is he just hasn't really gotten enough volume. And I think that's because of his quarterback. You know, you look at weeks, um, week two, he has, he had three receptions week three, he had three receptions week four, he had five receptions and keep in mind that was against the Atlanta Falcons who, you know, really, um, haven't been, haven't been all that great against the pass. Now, granted, he had actually a good game against the Falcons. Um, But then, you know, against Buffalo, he only has two receptions. Against Denver, he has three receptions. It isn't until Ryan Tannehill starts against the Los Angeles Chargers that he has six receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown. So I think that Ryan Tannehill Tannehill actually improves uh, this offense, this passing attack. So I'm 
cautiously optimistic right now for the Titans wide receivers. So um, now he is rostered in 44% of leagues. So it's about a, there's about a 50 50 shot that Corey Davis is available in your your league. Um, if if he is rostered already, you know, I wouldn't really, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel like I was missing out too much because here's the thing. AJ Brown's probably available in your league. So he's only rostered in 12% of leagues. I wouldn't be going and blowing my fab budget on a guy like AJ Brown, but you know, AJ Brown's actually, he was actually my favorite wide receiver prospect coming out of this most recent draft. Um, I actually think he's got, you know, the most tools out of all the wide receivers that come out of this draft. Um, now some may, you know, disagree with me. Some of the guys that have, um, overachieved this particular year, rookie, um, rookie wide receivers that is, but, um, but yeah, I like AJ Brown. I think he's got to say, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, or if he's drafted to the Saints or somebody, a team like that, that has a better passing attack, we'd probably be talking about AJ Brown a little bit more this season. So, um, Corey Davis and AJ Brown, both, I want to be going and, and blowing too much of my, uh, waiver, um, you know, my waiver budget, um, you know, our capital on, on them. But I think that if you need wide receiver help, then those are guys that you could probably pick up and feel pretty good about it. Who knows? You know, you may, you may see they, they play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year, or sorry, excuse me. They play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next week. And so that may be, um, if you got some players on by, then you may be able to plug them in and they may be, um, they may be good plug and place for you. All right, so moving on to uh, the next, uh, my next player that I, um, I think you guys need to check um, on your waivers for it would be Marvin Jones Jr. And so Marvin Jones is uh, he is rostered in eighty two percent of leagues. Um, again, I don't know if I would be going crazy on my waiver budget, um, you know, spending a whole lot to get Marvin Jones. Um, you know, I think it just depends on your your league construction, you know, if there's a, tw- if it's a 12 team league and you got maybe like more bench spots than normal, then you're probably not one of those teams that has Marvin Jones, um, or excuse me, one of those leagues that has Marvin Jones available. Um, but you know, if Marvin Jones is available, I think that's somebody that you could pick up and, um, I'll tell you more, uh, you know, I want to, I want to tell you guys more about this, um, later, but, um, you know, Marvin Jones, he's, he's coming off a big game. Um, you know, he's coming out off a four touchdown game. And um, well, go ahead. I'll go, I'll just go ahead and tell you the reason I want to pick up Marvin Jones in all the leagues that I'm in is um, honestly I'm trying to trade him. You know, he's coming off a, a four touchdown game. Um, I believe he had 80 yards in this game, and uh, yeah, I think that there's somebody that may, you know, if there's a team that's that's struggling um, and, and looking for wide receiver help, they may trade for him. They may trade uh, for Marvin Jones. So. Uh, Marvin Jones, he has 10 receptions, in the, 10 receptions in this game, uh, 93 yards, four touchdowns. Um, yeah, this is a guy like I think you could you could pick him up. And if you aren't a Marvin Jones believer or even if you don't have like, you know, if you're not in a position where you'd even start him, like trade him away. You might get a nice piece for him. So, um, you know, there's I've seen some teams out there that have, you know, that, I've, that don't have any, I don't have a tight end. And so on the other hand, I've seen some teams that have two tight ends. And so if you're one of those teams that doesn't have a tight end, go pick up Marvin Jones. Maybe you can trade Marvin Jones away to get a serviceable tight end uh, for the rest of the season. So um, I'm actually okay with doing either like trading him away or not trading him. Um, You know, I think right now um, his stock is as high as it's going to be all season uh, after a four touchdown, 93 yard game. Um, But next week he does play the giants who have been shredded in the air they play Oakland. Uh, they play the Chicago Bears, which you don't like that. They play Dallas, which is an okay matchup. Uh, but then they play Washington. They play the, the Chicago Bears again. Uh, they play Minnesota, which I wouldn't normally think that's a good matchup, but that's 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 the game that Marvin Jones. Uh, that's that's the team rather that Marvin Jones just shredded. So um, that was Minnesota that he just had that huge game against, and then he finishes the season week fifteen against Tampa Bay. And then he plays Denver in week 16, which doesn't really scare me all that much. So uh, moving on to quarterbacks. And so um, we've, we've experienced, I think this is the most that I I can remember where we've ever, where we've experienced so much quarterback. um, What do I want to call it? 
just so many quarterback injuries. Um, you know, we've already seen Ben Roethlisberger is out. Uh, Drew Brees is out at least for another uh, another week or two. Um, we've we, we, we we've um, you know Patrick Mahomes just recently um, had a knee injury. Uh, Matt Ryan is experiencing some injuries now, and it looks like he's going to be out next week as well. Um, you know, there have just been there have been a number of quarterback injuries. Sam Darnold was out for mono, with mononucleosis a while, you know, for several weeks. Um, Nick Foles got hurt in week one. We've just had so many different – we've had so many quarterback injuries this year. Um, if you're in a two-quarterback league, um, chances are you've probably experienced this somewhat. Uh, Cam Newton, I forgot, about, I forgot to mention him. Um, so, you know, I'm really kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to quarterback – uh, quarterbacks for uh, the waiver wire, at least with this one uh, waiver, uh, at least with this one uh, waiver pickup, uh, potential waiver pickup for you. So I mentioned, you know, the Titans pass catchers earlier. Um, I'm actually kind of digging Ryan Tannehill a little bit. I'm kind of buying this more than I'm not. Okay. So again, you know, I've already said this a couple times. I'm not going crazy spending a lot of my waiver budget or my top priority um, waiver claim on Ryan Tannehill, but again, I'm kind of I'm kind of raising my eyebrows at this a little bit. Um, I think Ryan Tannehill a better quarterback than he gets credit for. Um, I I actually am kind of buying this more than I'm not. So, you know, just looking at some of the leagues that I am in, um, and this it kind of depends on the league that you're in. But uh, I'm in a, a pretty deep league. It's a 12 team league, a um, lot of roster spots, um, a lot of bench spots rather. Um, you know, I'm looking at some of the other quarterbacks available. I mean, you got you got Case Keenum, Sam Darnold, um, Mitchell Trubisky, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Joe Flacco. Um, you know, I could I think you can make the argument for having Ryan Tannehill over some of these guys. So honestly, I'd rather have him over Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh just because I don't think that he's more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo. I just don't think the 49ers are gonna throw it all that often. I think they're gonna they're a run first team. I don't think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get enough volume for him to be a guy that you can put in your lineup. Uh, Derek Carr hasn't had over 20 fantasy points this year, it doesn't look like. Um, I would rather have Ryan Tannehill in there. I think he's got better pass catchers, and so i um, rather have him there. Mitchell Trubisky, honestly, um, I just don't really trust Mitchell Trubisky. You know, he's had some pretty low uh, point totals this, this season. He's had some times where he's flashed, but I think that's also a run first team. It's gonna They're going to – really rely on their defense. Um, I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill over him. Joe Flacco, I don't think I really need to say anything about Joe Flacco. I don't trust Joe Flacco. Um, I, I would rather have Ryan Tannehill, and it's not all that close. Um, after that, Teddy Bridgewater. I think this gets a little closer here with Teddy Bridgewater. I think you can make the case for Teddy Bridgewater, but here's the thing. If you're in a two-quarterback league, Teddy Bridgewater is about to be back on the bench because Drew Brees is about to come back. So um, I think that you could maybe make an argument um, actually, I think you could make the argument for Teddy Bridgewater in week eight against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know, really the only defensive piece of that, the only the only player in that, on that defense that's really scaring you is Patrick Peterson. And so, uh, but then week nine, Teddy Bridgewater's on by. So I expect, um, I expect Drew Brees to return in week 10. Case Keenum, I don't need to really explain that one. I think the only person you could really make an argument for season long is Sam Darnold. So Sam Darnold, uh, tonight he's actually thrown four interceptions. He's had a fumble, so not a good night for Sam Darnold. Not good fantasy point totals for him, but he actually has a pretty good schedule moving forward. Um, I think I got a little more confidence in him for the rest of the season. Um, but other than that, you know, I think I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill over all the guys that I just mentioned. So, um, yeah, I, w- I, I like I like Ryan. I, I like myself some Ryan Tannehill. So um, now some of these other leagues aren't as deep as this particular league that I'm mentioning. So it's all dependent upon who's available in your league. Um, switching over to some of the other leagues I'm in, I mean, Philip Rivers is still available in some of those leagues. I'd rather have Philip Rivers over Ryan Tannehill. So don't don't take that um, and run with it. The Ryan Tannehill analysis. Um, it's this is all really dependent upon who is in your league. So. Um, speaking of, if Kirk Cousins is in your league and you need quarterback help, I think this is a guy who um, that you can feel pretty good about starting for the next couple weeks, 
you know, if you are a Matt Ryan owner, if you are a Patrick Mahomes owner, um, yeah, give me some Kirk Cousins the next couple weeks. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm not sure how long um, Adam Thielen is out, but Kirk Cousins was really getting some other guys involved in this passing attack um, this past weekend. And it looks like, um, you know, Stefan Diggs is back in the good graces of the Vikings and specifically their Vikings attack. So our Vikings packing passing attack rather. So, um, but yeah, so I like Ryan. I like, I like Kirk cousins right now. I think they're, they're making it a point to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, Kirk cousins is thrown for over 300 yards in his last three games. He's thrown for four touchdowns in each of the last two games. Um, I think there's a lot to like right now about Kirk cousins. Um, you know, I actually debated this last week. Um, when I was uh, putting in my waiver claims, I um, I had Josh Allen and uh, and Kirk Cousins on my team I, because I because um, because I believe that Josh Allen had a bye the week before, and so I had to have a quarterback to start that week. And I mean that was a that was a uh, kind of a tough decision uh, between Kirk Cousins and uh, and Josh Allen for me. So I'm kind of almost wondering if I made the wrong decision dropping Kirk Cousins and starting Josh Allen. I kind of uh, I'm kind of having a little bit of remorse, a little bit of regret. Um, I'm wondering if maybe that was th- not the right move, and maybe I should have held on to Kirk Cousins. Uh, time will tell. Um, but in your league, Kirk Cousins may still be available, and I think he'd be a good replacement if you are one of these one of these teams that has suffered um, some quarterback injuries. All right, guys. So the next segment I want to talk to you guys about the next segment title rather is uh, players that I prefer to trade for right now so um, there's going to be a little bit of overlap as far as some of the players that I've already mentioned Um, just because some of these players are owned in more than 50% of leagues um, there's probably a better chance that um, that they're available so um, now this is what I will stress about some of these these players I think you need to exercise a little bit of caution and try to you know try to strategize and figure out when you want to try to trade for these players okay so what I mean by that is um, I mentioned Robbie Anderson earlier. I really like Robbie Anderson um, and the rest of his schedule. Um, but here's the thing. Robbie Anderson is not coming off a very good game. I'm trying to pull up his stats currently. Um, he's coming off a one reception game for 10 yards. It's a two-point game in PPR scoring. Uh week before that, had a 27-point game. He had 125 yards off five receptions and a touchdown. So he's a big play guy. Um, but some of these guys that are kind of inexperienced, um, kind of inexperienced fantasy football managers, um, they they may, who knows, they, they may have just picked them up and they may just re- return them to waivers here momentarily. You know, here in a couple of days, they may decide to drop him because he's coming off a bad game. And they said, oh, that was just one game. Like, he's not going to repeat that. They may drop him to waivers. So I don't know if I would immediately go to the Robbie Anderson owner and try to trade for him. I think I would wait till Wednesday morning and see if he dropped him. If he dropped him, then you can get him for free. So um, now if Wednesday rolls around and he hasn't been dropped and you need wide receiver help, and you don't want to spend a big price on a wide receiver that, you know, potentially um, could give you some pretty good numbers over the next six or seven weeks. Um, I think Robbie Anderson is a good target. So, um, you know, I think you might be able to get him for cheap. You know, he's coming off a bad game. Um, so, yeah, give me some Robbie Anderson. If you can trade for him um, and not pay um, a big premium for him, I think you should do it. All right, next player I got to mention, uh, also I've mentioned him already, is uh, Hunter Henry. So, now this is a guy, you know, generally I like to advise fantasy managers to buy low. Buy low um, and sell high. Um I'm going to kind of go against the grain here and uh, because Hunter Henry, you know, he's really personally, he's impressed me over the past two weeks. Um, I think this is all legit though. I think you can expect this kind of production from him going forward. If you can get Hunter Henry, I think I would pay the premium on him just because the tight end position is just so thin right now. There's been so many injuries to tight ends this year. Um, and, or, or, you know, even not even, even ignoring the energy injuries, the tight end pool is just so small. You know, there's just so few guys you can really rely on week to week. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I would be buying Hunter Henry if I, as long as I didn't have to pay an arm and a leg for him. So if I can get him for a decent price, um, you know, one league, I just traded, uh, carry on Johnson, uh, for, for Hunter Henry. 
I thought that was a pretty even trade, you know. Um, Carryon Johnson hasn't really, um, he hasn't really performed all that well this year. I think he's 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 done okay. I mean, he's a decent, he's been a decent RB two, low end RB two. Um, you know, it's a it's a bummer that he just got hurt this past this past weekend. Um, but I think that's that's kind of the range I'm looking at. You know, maybe a Derrick Henry, um, maybe even a Marlon Mack. You know, I, I think I would be okay with trading away a player of that caliber to obtain Hunter Henry. Uh, moving on to another player that I think you could trade for, um, and that would be DJ Chark. So this one might be a little more difficult. Um, now, DJ Chark hasn't really um, had, you know, these like explosive games these past two, these two, these past two matchups. Like he has for the first five weeks of the season, the first five weeks, you know, he um, had five touchdowns in five games. And so, um, you know, he had two games over 100 yards. Um, and so, you know, he started off the season really, really well, uh, but he has a combined six receptions for less than a hundred yards these past two games. And so, um, I think this is because I think it's a couple different reasons. So, um, you know, they played New Orleans. Um, and I think that, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, he's been kind of a light switch this season. He's either been on or he's been off. And, um, for those of you that don't know who that is, that is a corner, uh, cornerback for the New Orleans Saints. Um, he's a talented player, but I think he's a slow starter. So, you know, just historically, from what I've seen in the past, the Saints, you know, even I think the Saints just as a defense and, and as a whole, they're kind of a slow starting defense anyways. Um, I think Marshawn Lattimore um, is also a slow starter himself. And so um, I think, you know, a couple weeks ago when, uh, when the Buccaneers played – the Saints, um, Marshawn Lattimore absolutely dominated Mike Evans. And Mike Evans is a good receiver. So it's not all that surprising to me that DJ Chark didn't have a good game uh, against the Saints. Now, I don't know if Marshawn Lattimore shadowed him. I imagine he did. Um, that would make the most sense to me from a coaching standpoint. Uh, but don't quote me on that. I'm not positive that that happened. I'm guessing um, that's something I'll need to research a little bit more. I think I would imagine – that Marshawn Lattimore shadowed DJ Chark in this game, and that's why um, he didn't have an exceptional game. Not to mention, I don't, th- I don't think Gardner Minshew had a great game th- this game either. Um, you know, his totals were pretty low as well. So, um, but then they played Cincinnati last week, uh, this past weekend, um, and 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 candidly, frankly, uh, the Jaguars didn't need a throw against Cincinnati. The Cincinnati Bengals um, looked absolutely horrible. Um, just interception after interception. Andy Dalton had a horrible game. Um, I don't think the Jaguars at a certain point, I think they just said to themselves, okay, we don't need to try hard this game. You know, we don't need to do anything or not try hard rather, but they don't need to, um, go crazy in this game as far as passing goes. I think they, they figured out they could just keep the ball on the ground, run the clock out and the Bengals were going to give them opportunities to score. So, um, so again, I think that, DJ Chark could be this guy that you could buy kind of low on, um, you know, just, you know, I know he's, he's had, you know, the first five weeks of the season, he had a really, you know, at a hot start, um, he's kind of come back down to earth a little bit, but I think his talent is more legit than not. Um, I actually like his schedule going forward. Um, he's got some good matchups between the Jets, Houston, Indianapolis, uh, Tampa Bay, the Los Angeles Chargers get, just got shredded through the air. Um, they finished the season with Atlanta in the championship championship week. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm buying this. I think that, um, if you can get DJ Chark and not have to pay like too much for him, um, then I think you go for it. So the thing is about fantasy football, people play this game very, very emotionally. And so, you know, if there's a fantasy manager out there, that's, that's frustrated that DJ Chark hasn't had, um, has, has been kind of disappointing these past two weeks, then they may be more willing to give up, give him up. So um, this is a game we play emotionally oftentimes. And so some people are worse about it than others. There's some fantasy managers that I talk to who they don't let recency bias come into play at all. And so there's others that they absolutely let the most recent game impact their decisions. Okay. Their attitude is what have you done for me lately? Not what have you done for me? What have you done for me lately? So I think that, uh, yes, I think if you can get DJ Chark for a decent price, I think you should do it. All right, so this will be this next player is probably going to be one of the more controversial players, um, as far as people thinking like should you trade for him, should you trade him away? 
Um, should you bench him? What should you do with him? Um, I think I'm buying Melvin Gordon. So Melvin Gordon, um, I'm more encouraged than I am discouraged by Melvin Gordon and his usage. And so here's the thing. I think everybody's been like, you know, concerned, like, you know, he's had some pretty pedestrian weeks the past three weeks, but you know, the thing that's encouraging to me is a couple different things, but one thing in particular is the coach speak. So Anthony Lynn, head coach of the Los Angeles chargers, um, made some comments that some of the effect of, you know, they're trying to get running lanes open for Melvin Gordon. And so, um, it sounds like the chargers are going to try to moving forward. They're going to try to create more running lanes for Melvin Gordon, try to do a better job with pass blocking or excuse me, with, with run blocking. Um, and I think this kind of lines up with the most recent game, you know, Melvin Gordon doesn't have a great game. He kind of gets uh, this past weekend. He kind of gets uh, bailed out by a receiving touchdown, but he's still got 18 touches in this game. And so, um, you know, and that's, that's, that's 10 more, roughly 10 more, um, excuse me, not, it's not 10 more, but it's, it's quite a few more than what he's received in the past few weeks. And so that's encouraging to me that he's getting more volume. And I think that's, that's really what Melvin Gordon needs is he needs volume, uh, to be fantasy relevant, relevant. I mean, I think more so than most, uh, than most fantasy, uh, most players in fantasy. So, um, you know, in years past, he's been valuable because he's gotten so many touches. And so I think that the chargers moving forward, they're going to try to produce more touches for him. Um, I think he could have had a good game here had he been going up against a different team. I think that the Titans are just, they're a pretty good team against the run. Um, you know, I think that's probably what they excel at is, 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 you know, defending the run as far as their defense goes, that is. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I think I would feel pretty good about acquiring Melvin Gordon. I think you can get him for pretty cheap right now. At the end of the day, here's the thing. This is what I tell fantasy managers all the time. At the end of the day, what are you trying to do in your league? This is a risky. This is a, this is a risky move. Okay, this is a risky move. You're, you know, you may trade for Melvin Gordon, and it may blow up in your face. Okay, and it may be like one of the worst things you've ever done. Um, but here's the thing. Me personally, when I try to play, when I play fantasy football, and this is the whole reason I drafted Melvin Gordon to begin with, I'm trying to win. Okay, I'm not trying to come in second. I'm not trying to come in third. I'm not trying to come in fourth place. I'm trying to win the league. And so I am drafting players that are going to give me the best chance to win my league. And so if that means I need to be a little risky, then I'm going to be a little risky. Okay. So this particular league where, uh, you know, I'm, um, I think I have one or two wins, you know, I'm okay with trading for Melvin Gordon because here's the thing. What do I, what do I have to lose? What do I have to lose? And like, again, I'm trying to win the league. Okay. So if you, if you drafted well, then you drafted, you know, two, you know, your first two or three picks of your draft were safer picks. You know, they were like, you try to minimize risk. So, um, you know, I drafted this guy, I drafted Melvin Gordon in the fourth round. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking kind of the same approach to the leagues where I didn't get Melvin Gordon. Okay. So I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm trying to trade for Melvin Gordon and, uh, I'm hoping that, he kind of comes around these next few weeks. Okay. So he's got some tough matchups, um, the next two weeks between Chicago and green Bay, but we've seen, we've actually seen some running backs have success against Chicago. Um, I don't think that green Bay is an unstoppable run defense. Um, and then after that, he, he plays Oakland, he plays Kansas city. Um, he's on a bye in week 12, Denver, Jacksonville, Minnesota, and Oakland. So, um, you know, not a great schedule, but at the same time, it's not, it's not a schedule that's like scaring me away either. So yes, I'm going, um, I'm perfectly fine with trading for Melvin Gordon. Um, again, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to come in third place? Or are you trying to win your league? So if it's somebody that could potentially win you your league, then I think that, uh, I'm okay with doing it. All right, moving on to the next player I got for you guys. Um, and the next player I have that you guys, um, that I think you guys, could and should trade for is Stefan Diggs. And so here's the thing. I think that Stefan Diggs is going to probably be at the top of some people's, some analysts lists for people you should trade away. Um, but I am actually buying this production from Stefan Diggs. Okay. So I think he's back in the good graces of the Vikings. Um, I mentioned Kirk cousins earlier. Kirk cousins 
is throwing the ball a lot more now. So um, I don't think that this is going to go away. I think that now I don't think you can expect, what was it, a 40-point game that he had two weeks ago? I don't think you can expect that every week. However, I think you can expect, you know, something in the range of like, you know, 100 yards and a touchdown most weeks. So one thing that I have liked this this year about Stephon Diggs is that he appears to be healthy. And I think that's been my big hang-up with him the past couple years is like, you know, when he's hurt, his, you know, he's not a guy that really particularly performs well when he is dealing with injuries. Now, I know, you know, most people don't. Most people don't enjoy being, you know, playing while they're injured. But, um, you know, some guys are affected more by it than others. And I think Stephon Diggs is one of those guys. What's been encouraging, though, is that, um, yeah, he just – he hasn't really – we haven't really heard a lot about soft, soft tissue injuries from Stefan Diggs this year. So, um, you know, I think that the Vikings, it seems like they're going to continue to do this. I think they're going to continue to throw. Um, you know, I think that they kind of came out of the gate at the beginning of the year thinking that they were going to just play good defense and run the ball a ton. But uh, I think they've kind of realized that maybe this offense works a little bit better when they are, you know, opening up the field a little bit more with this passing attack. So he's got plenty, you know, he's, um, we, I don't know what the status is of Adam Thielen going forward, but, you know, if Adam Thielen is out, then I think Stefan Diggs' value goes up. But even if, even if Thielen is still in, like defenses have to account for Adam Thielen. Um, and I, so I think that's going to be, that means that maybe, maybe Stefan Diggs doesn't get as many, uh, as many opportunities to shine, but maybe he gets more productive opportunities. So maybe he gets, you know, some opportunities where he's you know, only dealing with single coverage rather than being double covered. So um, stuff, the schedule looks, you know, I would argue pretty nice going forward too. Um, he's got Washington next week. He's got Kansas City the week after that, which should, should be a shootout if Patrick Mahomes is back. Even if he's not, could still be a good shootout. Uh, Dallas after that doesn't, doesn't really scare me. Uh, Denver. Doesn't really scare me all that much. Um, he's on bye in week 12. Then he's got Seattle. Then he's got the Detroit Lions, who he just tore up in week seven. Los Angeles Chargers, who got tore up um, a couple weeks ago, or excuse me, just recently uh, by the Titans, pass catchers. Um, and then he finishes the season with Green Bay. So, um, yeah, I think I'm buying this. I think I like Stefan Diggs. I'm okay with paying up a little bit on him to get him. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of – you know, something, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of a, um, a trade that would make, um, that would make, that would, that would be even, that would make sense. You know, if I could, if I could trade away, um, I don't know, a guy like, you know, Hunter, I, I mean, I'm trying to think, uh, Derek Henry for Stefan Diggs. I don't know if anybody will do that. Uh, but Marlon Mack, um, I think those are guys, I think you could trade them and, and feel okay about it, uh, to acquire Stefan Diggs. All right, moving on to uh, the next segment. Next segment I have for you guys is players to trade away. And uh, I mentioned one of these players earlier, um, and that would be Marvin Jones. Okay, so I'm okay with holding on to Marvin Jones if you just need the wide receiver help, um, you know, and, and you're buying into this production that he's that he's had. Um, but, I mean, you can't be buying into it that much. I mean, he just – I mean, I think he just set a record for – um, you know, or a career high rather for amount of touchdowns that he's scored in a game. Um, he's coming off a t- four touchdown game, 93 yard game. Um, you know, I mean, this is the highest that his stock is going to be all season. So um, I'm a big believer of selling high, uh, buying low. So if you can sell high on Marvin Jones, you know, and get somebody that, you know, you can plug into your lineup every week or feel better about plugging them into your lineup every week, then I think you can, I think you can do it. I think you should do it. The thing about Marvin Jones is I don't think that you can you're not I don't think he's going to be a guy that you're going to plug into your lineup every week from here on out. If you can get a player that you can plug into your lineup every week from here on out, then I think you should do it. Uh, moving on to um, the next player that I have um, that I think you guys should trade away. Now I want to say I have I don't have any this I don't have any shares of this player in any league uh, because can't you know honestly I was down on them at the beginning of the season they were on my hate list. Um, not that I hate the player specifically. I just didn't like where they were being drafted. I didn't think they were going to perform um, like the first, uh, the late first, early second round pick that they were being drafted as. So uh, that would be Joe Mixon. 
Normally, I would not advocate for doing this, okay? But like I just said a couple of moments ago, you want to sell high and you want to buy low. Well, Joe Mixon, I think you have to just – I don't think there's going to be a moment where you're going to say this season, oh, now I can sell high on Joe Mixon. I just don't think that opportunity is coming. It's, this is a bad team. Um, this is a team that hasn't really passed to him out of the backfield a whole lot. Um, it's a poor offense. It's a bad offensive line. I mean, it just it just lacks playmakers. They don't. Have, they're without AJ Green. Um, I mean, I think they're struggling to move the ball down the field. Andy Dalton is struggling. At least he was his past game. It's a poor defense. They're just not in opportunities. They're not. They're just not in, in any opportunities to run the ball. And and even if they were in an opportunity to run the ball, let's say they somehow managed to score two t- defensive touchdowns this next game. I don't have any confidence that they can run the ball. The offensive line is that bad. I just don't think that you're going to have a moment this season where you say, here we go, Joe Mixon is back. Or here we go, Joe Mixon is coming off a big game. I'm selling high on him. I don't think it's coming, guys. I just don't think it's coming. Now he may run into one, but by then I think it's going to be too late. I think it's going to be too late. And 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 you know what? It may already be too late for you. If you have Joe Mixon, let's say you drafted Joe Mixon this year and he's still on your team, in all likelihood, you're probably not doing all that well. Unless you just hit on some guys later, unless you manage to snag guys like DJ Chark and Terry McLaurin late and, um, you know, maybe you – maybe I mean, Chris Godwin, maybe you got him in the fourth round or something. You know, unless you had a perfect draft after your Joe Mixon pick – you probably aren't doing so hot, in, you know, in your league. You probably, I, I would say, you know, realistically, you probably have two or three wins, maybe, if you're lucky. So, yeah, if I'm a Joe Mixon owner, if I were, I'd be trying to trade him for 25 cents on the dollar, honestly. I would. I, I hate selling low on a player, but I will sell low if I don't think the stock is going back up. So, if you can find – you know, if there's a Bengals fan in your league, or if you just got know of somebody that's high on Joe Mixon in your league that wants to that wants to buy low on him, you know, maybe you, maybe you like throw an offer out there. Maybe you can get somebody good. Tell you what, you know what I would do if I had an opportunity. Just looking at my list, my list of players to trade for and players to trade away. You know, I mean, if I could acquire Hunter Henry for Joe Mixon, if I could give away Joe Mixon and get Hunter Henry. I'd do it. If I could get DJ Chark for Joe Mixon, I would do it. Melvin Gordon, do it. Stefan Diggs, absolutely I would do it. I would even do it for Robbie Anderson. I would do it. If I could get Robbie Anderson, if I could trade Joe Mixon for Robbie Anderson, this might, might, might sound crazy, but I think I would do it. I think I would do it because I'm, I'm that confident in the schedule moving forward for Robbie Anderson. I think that he's going to have higher point totals than Joe Mixon from here on out the rest of the season so I hate saying it I hate selling low but I think in this situation I think I'm okay with doing it um all right guys well that's it that's all the time we got for this evening I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode for what's your fantasy football podcast you've been listening to Josh Anderson I plan on being back to you guys next week I promise I will not um it will not be I will not I will not wait so much so long um without giving you guys some more content uh this next go around um i look forward to to getting back to you guys next week hope you guys have a good week and good luck on your fantasy matchups this weekend talk to you guys soon peace out what's your fantasy football podcast fantasy rankings fantasy projections fantasy news Fantasy advice, all for your fantasy team. Fantasy football podcast. This fantasy football podcast is recorded and produced by your fantasy expert, Josh Anderson. What's your fantasy? 